Hello, I'm Eddie Farah, founding partner of Farah & Farah, a personal injury firm in Florida and Georgia. Welcome to another edition of Florida Daily TV, brought to you by Farah & Farah. It's Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. For all your news on politics, business, and education, it's FloridaDaily.com. Now, here's your host, Ed Dean. Welcome to another edition of uh, Florida Daily TV, brought to you by FloridaDaily.com. And our main sponsors, Farah and Farah, lawyers since 1979. Lawyers you can trust, that's Farah and Farah at FarahandFarah.com. We got, a, listen, two of my favorites, Kevin Derby, the editor of FloridaDaily.com. Of course, I'm your host, publisher, Ed Dean. Kevin Derby, Mike Sinan, our senior political correspondent. I want to talk about big temp censorship. I mean, it's kind of funny. You've got the conservatives' aisles believing that there's too much censorship. you got the left complaining there's not enough. Mike, I want to start with you. Here is a clip from the Fox Business Network this is uh, Dagan McDowell, where big tech has gotten uh, too big, if I got the right one here, big tech has gotten too big under the uh, under the Republicans and Democrats. Listen to this clip. The House Judiciary Subcommittee, run by Democrats, wrote a report. It was a 450-page report that concluded Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and Google have monopoly power and should be split. You can't overstate <coughs> the power of these tech monopolies. Based Based on what we've seen so far. And this went on for years. The Republicans let it happen. Again, oh, it's free markets, cheap products. And then Democrats let it happen because the, these liberal companies were funding their campaigns. You know, Mike, I got to think this is going to be a big issue for this year, maybe in the 2022. Mike, conservatives, liberals, they all seem to want to gang up on Facebook for different positions. Who's going to win on this issue in big tech? And where's this going? Well, I mean, I think that the market is eventually going to win because if it goes swings too far in either direction on this pendulum, there's going to be a market force that comes in <coughs> and takes the place. Now, for example, you've seen uh, Parler obviously make a big deal until uh, those large companies tried to shut them down. But there are other sites where social media, uh, like MeWe, for example, where conservatives can go to find their social media outlet and if Facebook continues to censor as much as they're, as they're right. doing, they're going to lose in the long term because people will migrate to these sites. I mean, we all remember MySpace was the king of the world at one point and now is, is nothing. So uh, the battle is going to be ongoing. The real power player in all this, though, is Google because virtually everyone uses Google for their searches. And until there's a market force that can come in and be a competitor to Google – then you will continue to see Google be the biggest problem and the one being attacked the most by those forces that are against monopoly. Yeah, I'm getting over a little bit of bronchitis. Kevin, let me go with you. The liberal left, I want to play a clip for you from Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC's Morning Joe. Uh, some conservatives that hear this clip may start yelling an amen. She's going after Facebook. She says, you're no good anymore. But the interesting thing about it is, is she's going after them for not censoring enough. Listen to this clip. By Twitter and Facebook, all you've done <coughs> is shown just how impactful everything that you've been doing so far has been in terms of spreading disinformation. You have shown that you should have done this a long time ago, and perhaps there wouldn't be people dead, 
Perhaps there wouldn't be people following false scientific information about the coronavirus. Perhaps there wouldn't have been some sort of insurrection at the Capitol that was promulgated all over your sites. Perhaps there wouldn't be so much hatred and disinformation. You have leadership at Facebook is pathetic. Sheryl Sandberg, Mark Zuckerberg, you guys are pathetic. Why you need to be shut down. Wow. For a second, I thought that could have come from a conservative. They're ticked off because they didn't say that Facebook censored enough. Yes, a violent conversation by all means. But Kevin, where does this go for? I mean, is this this is not the end of conservatives free speech, is it? Look, this is going to be one of those issues which will get people up in arms for a few weeks and then go away. And let's be very candid here. The only reason conservatives are up in arms about it right now is because they censored Donald Trump. If you had regulations on a private industry, if you had a private industry saying this, we want this person and, and, and not these people, uh, yeah, we usually would have Republicans and free market champions calling it socialism or government control. That's what it's about. It's about bowing to King Donald, something that the Republicans have done for the last five years. I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And look, even as we talk about it, what are we talking about? Big tech. OK, we've talked about Amazon. That's a retailer. We're talking about Facebook and social media sites like Twitter. We're also talking about search engines like Google. Big tech is this generic phrase covering a host of industries. You know, I I think this is going to be a big issue, which will get people riled up for a few months and then fade away, especially with other issues to deal with. You know, Mike, it's um, when you look at this, uh, I, I never done parlor. Uh, the things that I saw about the Capitol Hill riots that took place, I saw on the leading up of the promoting, not not a riot, but a stop the steal rally. I saw on YouTube. I saw on Facebook out there. Um, I, the private company can do whatever they want. I don't think they're smart. I think they took a major hit, Twitter and Facebook, by banning Trump, but they can do whatever they want. But when it comes to the regulation, the marketplace what is the middle ground, Section 230, that gives them liability protection? Where do you think all this is going to go in the next year to two years? I sort of agree with Kevin in that, you know, I don't think there's going to be enough room here for compromise to where we get some type of, of regulation of big tech. Uh, you know, conservatives um, uh, are going to scream and, and holler for a while, but the Democrats are going to be in control. And, and right now, Facebook and Twitter are operating in the way the Democrats want. So they're sort of uh, you know, not predisposed to doing something about it. I think in the long term, though, um, the one thing that we do have to watch out for is, you know, is there going to be some type of breakup of Google because of the amount of power that they hold over the industry? Kevin, it's interesting. I've said this on my radio show uh, at Florida Daily. Even though we would believe center right, our articles are not opinionated, which is what we love to do. Having said this, is I'm always curious by some of my conservative friends who I get along, which I am one, having said that, we seem more to be ticked off about a deletion of a Facebook post, but no one ever seems to be causing concern about the privacy matters of how all the big tech companies may have information on you. It's amazing the redundancy that it's, it's used to be the civil libertarians that were worried about this. Conservatives don't ever seem to bring this issue up about their privacy here. Yeah, and that's one of the things. Look, conservatives were very compliant when the George W. Bush administration decided to crack down on privacy in the name, you know, in in the name of the war on terror. Now, uh, it's one of these things we've seen this over and over again. 
Republicans are conservative when there's a Democrat in the White House. That's what it always comes down to, whether it's this, whether it's the budget, uh, whether it's any issue. And that's what I think we're going to see here. I think we'll see some Republicans kicking and screaming in the short run. I, I, I agree with Mike. I don't see this going anywhere. I also agree with Mike. I think the uh, the Google breakup, that's going to be, I think, an interesting topic. And we could be looking kind of like what uh, happened with AT&T and the Baby Bells, Ma Bell back in the 80s. Yeah, but I will tell you this. with, with you know, I mean, uh, uh, Twitter hasn't made that much money in the past before, but then they'll lose $5 billion worth of market share by deleting Trump. If I'm an investor, that I mean, you don't have to agree with some of the Trump's views or other people's, but uh, investors don't like that. Mike, let me play for you a clip from Alex Stamos, a former Facebook executive, was on CNN over the last week with Jake Tapper. Listen to what he says, and they're blunt about this. I, first off, I, we've all been on Newsmax TV. I don't do Newsmax. I don't watch OAN. I know Newsmax got some good documentaries on the weekend. But this is he says that the cable companies should be encouraged to take off conservative outlets. Listen to this clip. Uh, where are we at, guys? Here's clip number four. It's really bizarre, isn't it, when you think about... No, that's uh, Katie Couric. That, well, I'll play that one in a minute. Here it is. Here's the clip. We have to turn down the capability of these conservative influencers to reach these huge audiences. There are, are people on YouTube, for example, that have a larger, daytime, a larger audience than daytime CNN. And they are extremely radical and pushing extremely... Uh, radical views. And so it's up to the Facebooks and YouTubes in particular to think about whether or not they want to be effectively cable networks for disinformation. And then we're going to have to figure out the OANN and Newsmax problem. You know, that these companies have freedom of speech, but I'm not sure we need Verizon, AT&T, Comcast and such to be bringing them into tens of millions of homes. Okay. Um, I, I, this is, you know, allowing people to seek out information if they really want to, but not pushing it into their faces, I think is where we're going to have to go here. Okay, first off, if somebody wants to be a left-wing loon on an Area 51, or those are the QAnon crowd, uh, the Proud Boys, whatever, they want to put up a bunch of nonsense about some Area 51 that may come down in the first or second week of the uh, Biden campaign, I don't, or the, uh, the administration. Say whatever you want. If you're not calling for violent protest, be as completely creepy on the left or whatever, be completely as unnormal in all conspiracies you want, Mike. I got no problem with that. But now, I mean, no offense, I don't watch OAN. I don't watch Newsmax. and But yet we should encourage the cable companies not to carry these groups. That's a little bit different as well. All right. Number one, first of all, you know for a fact there's no Area 51 or no aliens, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Number two, uh, you know, caveat and poor here. I mean, let the buyer beware. At what point is there a personal responsibility among the consumer of information to verify that information? And, and then number three, uh, there's already a fix for this in the marketplace. And you saw it with both Newsmax and OAN where they put out major retractions on their stories exactly. for Dominion before they got their butts sued off. And, and, and that's an important part of, of the way that you can um, not limit free speech in that there is a remedy for the person affected by the speech, and that is through the court system. And you saw those two organizations in particular react very quickly to this. Why would it be up to a private business to limit something that's making them a lot of money. I mean, if, if YouTube is getting the hits on these conservative sites, what incentive is there to limit these conservative sites? Well, it could be, could be what's making them the money. But it could be political correctness and pushing from those of the left wing groups out there. They may want that, Mike. So, well, um, I mean, you, you know, let's not let's not let political correctness affect our business decisions. Right. 
Um, you'll you'll see that to to a you'll only see political correctness limit your business decisions to a limited effect. All right, Kevin. On the other side of the break, this for all of you watching. I should have started this at the top of our, our of our Florida Daily TV topic right here. Where does the media and or should I say the conservative media, not far you know, way out, I'm talking conservative publications in the age of Biden, minus if the keyword Kevin I can use, minus the age of Trump. Wait till we tell you what some companies are looking at. And I'm not talking Fox. I'm talking radio, big companies that are telling some of their talk show hosts, you need to tone it down. We'll have all of this coming up next uh, right here. Florida Daily TV. I'm your host, Ed Dean, brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's farahandfarah.com. When we come to work in the morning, we don't think about all the money we've won against big tobacco, big pharma, or the insurance industry. That's in the past. Life faces forward, and so do we. It's been said, to live in the past is to die in the present. What really matters is what we can do for you and your family right now, right this second. So call us, Farah and Farah, here for you, here for good. Welcome back uh, here on Florida Daily TV, right here on FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farah and Farah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust. That's FarahandFarah.com. Kevin Derby, uh, is conservative media, uh, and let me set this up for a lot of you that are watching. So my show is heard all throughout Florida. You guys come on quite often. Um, we never bought into the conspiracies. I think there were a lot of voting irregularities that should have been discussed, but not where, hey, we flipped a switch and Dominion subtracted 7 million votes from Trump to Biden. But having said that, I'm all open for this fun topic out there. But Cumulus Radio, which is one of the biggest ones between iHeart, told some of their conservative hosts, stop pushing this nonsense that the election was stolen. Now, to all of you out there, you can take whatever type of view of what you want. But they say enough with this. I don't right now. The the first conversation we had was about conservative outlets being threatened by big liberal companies out there. We don't see this right now in talk radio. Is talk radio going to be changing their views, or is it some of it? These guys going to come out and say, "No, Biden's a communist. Biden's a socialist language," which I'd never apply to. Biden is a big far. He's a leftist, but he's not like the Bernie Sanders. Where is what is going to be the quote new media minus Trump, but a new Biden? Look, I, I think the conservative media is going to continue to beat up Biden. All of a sudden, they're going to become conservative again. Uh, you know, Donald Trump Donald Trump raised the national debt more than $7 trillion in four years, uh, You know, almost matched what Obama did in eight years. All of a sudden, all these media stations, all these conservatives who were dead silent for four years, oh, my gosh, big spending. I think we'll see a little bit of that. <sighs> You know, they're going to have a hard time with Biden. One of the things I think we saw with Biden this year was both the left and the right severely misread the guy. Joe Biden is to the left of the Democratic Center, but he's always in the middle of the Democratic Party. It's where he's been for 45 plus years now. He is not the moderate that AOC, the squad and hard leftists made him out to be during the primaries. He's not the socialist that Republicans were kicking and screaming about in, in the general election. Because of it, I think they will kind of paint him off as well, he's a caretaker. He's only there for four years. Harris is the real threat. You'll see this garbage about uh, <coughs> how Harris and the left are secretly controlling Biden, who's senile. Yeah. I 
think that was pretty much exposed. I mean, the Trump team tried that, and that should have been demolished after the first debate when Biden looked fine and Trump looked like a lunatic. Uh, so you'll continue to see that. I, I think they're going to have a hard time with it. You're already seeing the likes of Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson starting to adjust their rhetoric on Fox. I think we'll start to see kind of that correction as well. Because, look, uh, there's been a lot of polishing of Trump's apple over the last four years. It's kind of like what happened after George W. Bush. The conservative media, which adored George W. for eight years, all of a sudden, the second he was out of office, oh, my gosh, wars for democracy? We don't like those. Big all that big government. That's exactly what we'll see here. They'll try to forget Trump as quickly as possible. Um, Mike, this is the best, I guess, question example or example of my question to you is, is this like a bad breakup between a couple that, okay, uh, you know, you always protected the other one, but now there's a breakup and I'm going to start to tell all. I'm going to tell everything. Do you think we're going to see that from some of the conservatives, as Kevin pointed out? And in some of that cases, I would agree. I think there's going to be more arguments from the left against Biden. We didn't see a lot coming from some of the conservative media with Trump. We would call things out. We agreed with the president or he was right and different where we thought some areas he was wrong. Mike, is this one of these bad breakups where now you sit back and, hey, Mike, let me tell you the real truth about my ex, i.e. conservative media dealing with Trump. What do you think is going to happen now? No, I think you look back on some of the fun times that you had and, and sort of polish over, um, you know, what was a rocky relationship. And, and we saw that um, in an article I wrote for Florida Daily last week about how Marco Rubio is pushing sort of a, a, a conservative message that tries to incorporate the working class into what the Republicans are doing. And, and going back to your last question, the Republicans are going to go back and, and talk radio moving forward and look and say, what did we do successfully? What was the part that worked? Well, the part that did work was the pushing of socialism um, in South Florida was very successful in getting Hispanics to convert from um, 80% Democrat to 40% to 60% Democrat. They, they lost 20% right. right off the top using that message. In other areas of the country, it was casting people like Nancy Pelosi and um, AOC as the villains in, instead of Joe Biden. And I think you'll see that socialism message continue to be pushed moving forward just because you can't pin it on joe biden doesn't mean that you can't continue to use it you'll just have to push it on somebody else and make joe biden representative of of a larger democrat and i think there is um some validity in in saying that other democrats are almost as much in control as joe biden is because they're going to have a very large agenda that they're going to have to push. And where Joe Biden is going to stand on this is the bridge between what the Democrats want and what can actually get passed. And so uh, I think you'll see the, the Republicans try to try to stay on that message of even if Joe Biden isn't a socialist, the whole rest of the Democratic Party is far, far to the left. You know, Mike says something, Kevin. I've always been an issues guy. Forget about the personality. If you don't like the person, go after him or her on the issues. And if they lose, it eradicated the individual politically. I'm not saying eradicated, like get rid of them, but get rid of them politically. Uh, to me, this should be as very, and God gets all the credit, very successful as we've been on Florida Daily, also on the radio show, which you guys have had a big part of in the last many years. We talk about issues. Why is it that we're always focusing on the individual? Like, I remember when Clinton came in. 
oh my word, before the first 60 days, there were all of these books. And how, I remember, I think some uh, some religious guy had an author of a book that how there were a bunch of devil worshipers in the UN. I mean, I was like, really? The issues the first 100 days, first off, minimum wage, what's going to happen with stimulus? What's going to happen with, are there going to be more shutdowns? This is what people want to hear. Or are we going to focus more on the issues and less on Biden and Harris, at least from the conservative aisle? What do you think, Kev? I think they should focus more on the issues. I think that especially uh, with, with the pandemic going on, the problem is I think unfortunately conservatives and the, the left both have always focused in the last 25 years more on personalities. <coughs> right. You know, it's, it's easier. It requires no critical thinking. It, 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 you can do it in sound bites. You can do it in 140 characters in le- or less. That's the concern. And I think, look, I think conservatives absolutely should have done that in retrospect. Looking at the 2020 election, I, mean, I mentioned Trump's first debate performance earlier. Here we have hundreds of thousands of dead <coughs> Americans, the economy in shambles. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Yeah, yeah okay, gee. And, and that's the thing. If you talk about it the way you talk about, say, socialism or the Maduro regime or the, or the Castro regime or the Chinese threat or what minimum wage will do to the economy, raising the minimum wage, I think conservatives can score points. If they make it all about Harris as a communist, uh, I, I think they lose. I really do. I think they've got to make this more about issues. I don't know if they're going to be able to. Well, that's – hey, listen, I, Mike, I'm the first one to admit I'm dying to see stuff uh, just because I'm intrigued with Hunter Biden. I mean just because as a journalist, I want to see what happens. But you know, Mike – I, I hear audience members going, hey, well, you guys like Florida Daily, our numbers and are so huge because of all the people that read us uh, every day that somehow they think with a with a liberal or excuse me, to the left, but Biden is a liberal today, but he's not the far left liberal that it will. And how does the conservative media going to look at like Florida Daily or talk radio? I just say we've been successful at what we're doing. Let's keep focusing on the issues. We primarily focus it on Florida. Florida's still going to be ground zero 2022 uh, governorship up. You got a U.S. Senate race and the presidency in three and a half years. So I think if you just keep focusing on the issues, the issues will create itself. Will they not, Mike, depending whether it's from a conservative group or from a left wing group? Well, I mean, the the country has not shifted dramatically to the left. The country has shifted a tiny bit to the left, just as that that pendulum has swung back and forth politically for our entire lives from Reagan to Clinton to Bush to Obama to Trump. And now it's swinging back left a little bit uh, to Biden. So but on, on the matter of issues, look, People don't care that much about the issues. They care about the personalities, and that's why you see such a huge number of people that have voted in the past two elections. I mean, listen, Hillary Clinton was a a once-in-a-lifetime terrible candidate. I mean, the people had already formed her their opinion of her, and it was not positive. And in 2020, uh, President Trump was a historically horrible candidate. People had formed their opinion of him and it was not favorable. So when you look at sort of where the mass middle of the country is, they're swinging back and forth like a pendulum. And these, and these people's personalities matter so much because they're thinking about, you know, who would you rather have a beer with? And and they're not thinking about, you know, what is the minimum wage going to be? Because it affects so I, I can understand that. all of a portion of the population. Kevin, let me get the get you in the last word. Mike does have a point. A lot of it is based on personality. I believe if COVID hadn't been here, Trump would have won 
I think he would have won pretty heavily. I'm not saying 400 electoral college votes, okay? I'm saying I think he would have won re-election. Having said that, based on the personality, here we go. There are those that have out there, even among some of the conservatives, have said if Trump would have been a little bit more sympathetic maybe on COVID, would he still have lost? Or do you think because of the sympathy, instead of trying to make beat up the media every day, he might have had a prayer of getting reelected? What is your take on that? Because to Mike's point about personality. Uh, look, I, I think there's a, I, I, with some exceptions, the the 2008 presidential election comes to mind. Most of our elections boil down to who can I, you know, who do I hate more? Okay. And this year it boiled down to who do I hate more? Trump's personality, you know, do, do you want four more years of, you know, waking up every morning and wondering what he posted on Twitter? That was a large part of it. I do think it was a close election. It was a competitive election. Uh, I don't think Trump did himself any favors with his campaign performance, his debate performances. You know, he was obnoxious and it, it became not just who you do, who you do you want to have a beer with. It became who you, who do you don't want in your living room from 6.30 to 7.00 every night. And that became Trump. People, the act yeah. wore thin and it destroyed him. Biden is a zero. Trump's a negative. Kevin yeah, Derby. I'll ask you guys this and, right. and feel free to answer don't answer if if beginning in March of 2020, if Donald Trump had walked out to the podium every day and said only put on your mask, the vaccine is coming. Don't you think he would have won the election? I would not disagree with that. But but let's be honest, in March, we were all over the map on face mask. We were all over the map on that. So I'm just I, but you do have a point. So that's going to we're not. Okay, but I'm saying back in March, we still had, you know, you've got NBC News telling you the masks aren't really good. Then you had Fauci, who was all over the map. But I understand if you look back at that, possibly so. All right, I got to run. Kevin Derby, editor for FloridaDaily.com. Mike Sinan, chief correspondent and senior political correspondent at FloridaDaily.com. Both of you, it's good to have you on today. Well, again, another edition of Florida Daily TV at FloridaDaily.com, brought to you by Farrah and Farrah, serving you since 1979. Lawyers you can trust at FarahandFarah.com. We'll see you next time on another edition of Florida Daily TV on FloridaDaily.com. This episode of Florida Daily was brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Don't let an accident wreck your life. Our legal experts are ready to fight for the justice and compensation you deserve. Call Farah and Farah.